and welcome to OUA In Conversation. My name is Justine. I'm Griffin. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. It's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we've got a great guest that we will get into momentarily. But first, Justine, I can see behind you, you've already got your holiday decorations up. It's still November. Yes, we do. We are very much a put your holiday decorations up in November type of family here uh, in the Jones household. I've already been watching a couple Christmas movies, just like the cheesy Hallmark ones. Like you have to save the classics for closer to Christmas, but have already definitely getting in the spirit considering today is a month to Christmas. Yeah, it's American Thanksgiving, which I think is a pretty good uh, time of year to start the proper Christmas season. Happy Thanksgiving to any of our American listeners. Hope you're enjoying uh, the day with family. But yeah, I love the holiday spirit. I'm glad to hear that you're not watching the classic Christmas movies just yet, just the cheesy warm-up ones. Yes. Um, but just personally in my family, we're, we're a wait till December kind with the decorations. Like I'm, I'm, I'm walk down the street on like November 10th and I see people with Christmas trees in the window. To me, that's ridiculous. I feel like you get sick of it by the time Christmas actually comes around. Never, never. This happens once a year. I am all for it. Well, you know what? I'm all for Justine and that's OUA sports. Uh, we had a couple really exciting results, both in the OUA and with Ontario schools competing in national competitions this weekend. The big story, of course, the Yates Cup. Uh, Queens puts up a good fight. They had a great season and congratulations to them. But in the end, it's Western putting on a pretty dominant performance as they win 29 to nothing. For sure. Yeah, I thought it would be a bit closer than that. Um, but Me Queen, too. I was hoping for a good game. Yeah, no. For like, Yeah, it was, wasn't as close as we thought it would be. Um, Queens pulled uh, 2007 New England Patriots. They were so, so close to an undefeated season, um, but ended up losing in the finals there. Um, Mustangs running back Keon Edwards finished with three touchdowns and 158 rushing yards. Yeah, a great game from him. And God, it's unfortunate for such a great season for Queens to end like this. They uh, they hadn't recorded a single fumble all year, Justine, but then they fumbled for the first time on Saturday afternoon in the Yates Cup and then immediately followed it up for three more. So it was like all the magic just really came crashing down around them. But congratulations to Western, a great game by them. Their 33rd Yates Cup in franchise in program history, pardon me, which is just incredibly impressive. And looking at OUA schools on the national stage, that was the U Sports Soccer Finals this past weekend, where on the women's side, the OUA champion Queens Gales finished fifth. So congrats to them on a great season. And on the men's side, Carlton won silver after losing in the gold medal match to Montreal in penalty kicks. And what a game that was, Griff. Yeah, a real heartbreaker for me personally, Carlton alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlton scored first in the 19th minute and then looked so good. But then Montreal ties it in the 90th minute to force extra time. And then Montreal scores again to go up 2-1 in extra time. You feel like it's over. Carlton scores in the last minute of extra time. So both of these teams just refusing to go away. Two great teams, obviously, but in the end, it goes to penalty kicks and Montreal defeats Carlton. Still, congratulations to the Ravens on an incredible, incredible season. 
And the other OUA representative in the men's soccer championship were the Guelph Griffins, who also actually made it to the semifinals before falling to the eventual champions in Montreal. And then they ended up losing 2 nothing to Cape Breton in the bronze medal match. But some great performances by the OUA schools at the U Sports Soccer Championships. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of a silver lining for Guelph in the national cross-country finals, though, as the Griffins' Mitchell Ubin he wins the individual gold medal in the men's cross country. He basically led the race from start to finish and finished the eight kilometer race in just 24 minutes and 27 seconds. Wild. Wins by just one single second. Personally, I've never run that fast in my entire life. So congratulations to Mitchell. He was also named the National Athlete of the Year for men's cross country. And he led Guelph to a silver medal. And McMaster claimed the bronze for uh, in the men's championship. While on the women's side, Western won silver and Guelph got bronze. And Guelph's Kiana Gibson won the Community Service Student Athlete Award. Yeah, congratulations to Kiana. A really great achievement for her. For sure. So Griff, I think it's time to introduce this week's guest, Katie Lines. So Katie is a defender for the U of T Varsity Blues women's field hockey team. She's a 2019 OUA All-Star and she was the 2021 OUA MVP. She's also been a member of the Canadian Junior Development Program since 2016. So Katie, welcome to OUA in Conversation. Hi, thank you for having me. So we know that you're just coming to us just a few days removed from the end of your season at the U Sports Championships. Uh, how's it been for you since the season ended? What's it like to just transition back away from the being the athlete? Um, you know, it's it's actually been really nice. We, we have a pretty short season, but uh, a pretty busy season where I think we were practicing every day or like six days a week almost playing field hockey so it's nice to kind of have a little bit of a break afterwards everyone on our team had you know some bumps and bruises by the end of it so we just have a little bit of a relaxing couple weeks and then we'll get back started in the winter term and so how are you spending these like couple weeks off like are you like binging Netflix shows or are you like taking baths like what's your form of self-care like what were you like most excited to do like after the season ended um well I actually unfortunately got a concussion in our last game of the season so I've been doing kind of some rehab for that and then just staying pretty relaxed I would say yeah YouTube Netflix reading a little bit catching up on schoolwork but yeah that's kind of it just pretty chill I would say. I'm sorry to hear about your injury. How, how are you feeling? Oh, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's a pretty mild concussion. So nothing too bad. That's good. Have you had any before? Have you had concussions before? Um, yeah. So this is my second one, I would say. I had another one in the end of 2019, I believe. Okay. Yeah, is, that they... a, is that a big problem in field hockey, head injury? Um, I would say surprisingly more than you would suggest expect field hockey is a obviously a non-contact sport but obviously accidents happen sometimes so I know there's been a few on my team for sure but I don't think it's it's a super common injury in field hockey right the thing that scares me the most with field hockey is there's no like you guys don't wear masks right but the ball is so hard yeah I feel like that like it's not common it's not super common you say which yeah definitely totally believe you obviously but like that's just so I don't know it just like it 
as someone who's had multiple concussions playing volleyball before, like it, it's just scary to watch. Like when they go, like you guys wind up to take a swing and like, it's just such a hard ball, you know? Yeah, definitely. The ball definitely hurts a lot to get, like people get hit in the foot a lot and mm-hmm. that oh. is killer. But yeah, surprisingly not that many injuries, despite it being seeming a little bit unsafe. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, so we'll just get back to the U Sports Championships for a second. Obviously a fantastic season for you guys. Came up just the tiniest bit short in the finals, which is obviously very disappointing. But how would you still rate the experience of the U Sports Championships overall? Um, I, I think it was great. I had a lot of fun and I know my team also had a lot of fun. Um, it's been a goal of our team for, well, I mean, I guess it's always a goal, but it was a really big goal for our team this year to make the sports championship. So I think just that journey to getting there was really rewarding. And then for it to go to three like shootouts in a national championship was just like how how much more even could teams get so it was really good competition yeah that's exactly what we were saying on the podcast you can't imagine it's impossible to be closer and yeah speaking of shootouts field hockey is obviously such a team oriented game and then it switches to the shootout which is this one-on-one individual showdown how do you switch your mentality between the regulation play and the shootout is that a challenge at all um for me I wouldn't say necessarily a challenge I think it's it's different for everyone because shootouts are obviously a pretty high pressure situation so it's dealing with the nerves and it's um I don't know if you know field hockey our shootouts we have eight seconds and we have to score within those eight seconds but like it can hit the goalie, there can be rebounds, like anything can kind of happen. So kind of dealing with the unexpected can be a little difficult, but um, I don't really think it's that hard to switch over into it. Okay. And how, like, I was also just wondering kind of like, what was the experience like kind of playing in those games? And it was so close, like, just what was the experience like from, from that front? Just like, I just, couldn't imagine playing in a series and it going to three straight shootouts. That's wild, like wild. Yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that this series happened at home because we had an amazing fan base out. Like, I think we had, I, I don't want to say hundreds because I'm not sure, but it, I feel like we had a ton of people out and um, super loud. Like other varsity teams came out to support. Parents flew over from Vancouver to come watch their kids. Like it was just a really loud, really good atmosphere. And then for it to be really close, like it just, it almost felt like we were in like a sports movie almost. Like it felt so intense. So it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. And on top of all of that, that whole sports movie feeling, you're a senior too. So what is next for you? Kind of how was the experience playing as a senior, as like an experienced leader on the team through all of that? It was, it was a lot of fun. We have a pretty young team I would say pretty inexperienced team because we have two classes that hadn't had any playing experience before this year and both of those classes are pretty big so um it was a little challenging like we didn't have a ton of experience but um really really fun at the same time because we had just these girls that are so excited to be learning and so excited to be out at practice every day so it was a really good experience that way. So uh, as you mentioned, you had a ton of students coming in, two full years worth of classes who hadn't played before. And you're one of the oldest players on the team, obviously the 2021 MVP, one of the better players on the team of a really great team. Uh, How did you approach 
being a leader this season with so many young and inexperienced players? Yeah, so this is my second year being a captain on the team. I was a captain during our COVID year, which really we didn't do that much. Like we just had training throughout the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my form of leadership, I'm a little quieter, I would say. We had we had four captains and one of our captains, Anna Constanzo, was she's she's quite loud and she's very inspirational and got into like the speeches and the pregame talks and all of that type of stuff. I think I am more of a like lead by example type of person and someone who, you know, if we're in a drill or if we're in a game, like I like pull people to the side and like tell them what I'm thinking that way and what I think they can do to maybe get a better outcome out of a situation. So um, I kind of pride myself on leading by example and then also being pretty approachable for girls to come and ask me questions if they have questions. Well, yeah, that's a great uh, leading by example. I think always proven to be successful. So now that you are a senior, what what's next for you? You're you're in commerce. Is that something you're hoping to pursue more? Um, I I think eventually, yes, for sure. Right now, I kind of just want to graduate and then. I'm thinking about taking taking a year off. I, I've been a member of the junior national team for a couple of years now and kind of transitioning out of the junior program and looking to go towards the senior program. So I think that I'm going to actually focus on field hockey for a little bit and then go back to school, whether that be MBA, go to law school, something like that later on in the future. Well, that's really great to hear that this is not the end of field hockey for you. That's exciting for fans everywhere, I know. So... Um, forgive me, I have no idea what is kind of out there in the field hockey world. So um, is there like a professional league that you would go play in? Or um, is it like staying with like the the academy and like training with like the senior national team here? Like, when you say pursue field hockey, kind of what does that entail? Uh, Where would you might go? And like, where would you play type of thing? Yeah, so it kind of goes in two directions we our national team is centralized out in uh, British Columbia so it's either going there and kind of being part of that training environment every day or there's also field hockey is I want to say it's like really popular everywhere except for in North America so I know that they do have leagues for field hockey in like Australia and New Zealand and the Netherlands has an extremely strong field hockey presence Belgium places in Europe so they do have leagues out there. Okay, I see. And so you had mentioned you've been a member um, of the Canadian Junior Development Program since 2016. So um, kind of how did you get started in this program? And um, what are your your goals within this program? Um, yeah, so starting from the beginning, I guess I, I started playing field hockey in grade nine, which I think is kind of late for most sports but in field hockey especially in Ontario that's pretty normal um there's not really any opportunity to play until like you go on to your high school team so I was a I played rep ice hockey and rep soccer growing up was pretty active um and then just fell in love kind of with field hockey I thought it was a really good combination of like the positioning of soccer and then like kind of like the finesse and like skill of um ice hockey with the dribbling and everything um so I joined a club after my grade nine year um and then quickly kind of went into the provincial pipelines out of that and then from provincials I got identified with Canada and then it's kind of just been uh smooth sailing since then I guess (laughs) with um a lot of like trips over to Vancouver a lot of tours with the junior program 
This summer, I actually um, went to Chile with the junior national team for the Pan Am Championships, and we won gold. So that was a really amazing experience. And I guess I kind of just want to keep having experiences like that. So wherever it takes me, I am happy to follow, I guess. That's fantastic. And so obviously there's this very quick journey for you from high school to the club to provincials to the national program. Was there one specific moment where you were on uh, the pitch and you sort of realized not only is this something I love, wow, I'm really good at like good at this was there one time where that you can remember that clicking for you um so in grade nine I tried out for the provincial team and I actually didn't make it I got cut from that team um and then my coach at the time was like oh like that's unacceptable like I'm gonna make sure you don't get cut from the team next year so it was a really hard I put a lot of effort into training that year I actually quit ice hockey and soccer and focused just on field hockey Um, and made that team the next year and was one of the strongest players on that team the next year of my provincial program and got identified into Canada that year. So that was kind of a moment where I was like, okay, if, if I put my mind to it and I really focus on it, like I can be really good in this sport. And since then you had mentioned it's taken you all, all the way around the world, which is incredible. Um, how are the experiences, um, playing in Chile, as you mentioned, playing in Belgium, we saw, Um, and just playing in in China too and just around the world in general like how is the game different in Europe or overseas than it is here Um, and how have those experiences been? Um, They've been really fun. Chile was a little interesting because it was during the pandemic so we were kind of quarantined to our hotel a little bit like field hotel field hotel but in other experiences it's been really really cool like field hockey is pretty popular in Europe so they have these like really cool clubhouses so they'll have multiple fields and then they'll have this like big meeting area and there'll be multiple games going on at once it's just a really cool atmosphere when like comparing to Ontario we only have four actual field hockey fields I think in Ontario so it's just it's just a much bigger um, sport there and a lot more popular. So it's fun to see it being appreciated, I would say. that That's awesome. And so you mentioned, obviously, in Chile um, this past year with the pandemic, it was kind of hotel, field, hotel, field. Like it was very um, structured and very COVID safe and whatnot. Um, Pre-COVID and the tournaments you've been to, were you able to sightsee at all? And if so, what were your kind of favorite monuments or or areas that you've seen in these other countries um I'm not gonna lie it is mostly treated like a business trip like we don't have okay a lot of free time but we always make a little bit of an effort I think especially with the junior team to kind of see some stuff so I know one of my favorite moments was we went to Dublin Ireland and then we got to go into the main city for a day so that was a lot of fun but usually I would say it's pretty pretty field hockey focused so that's uh that's a lot of uh field hockey for you but um in all these travels one thing we always like to ask our guests who have traveled internationally was there a particular food or cuisine that you really got to try when you were mm-hmm. traveling overseas and fell in love with and fell in love with hmm. or not maybe not <laughs> fell in love with but really enjoyed um when i went to china it was an interesting cuisine I would say I think I mainly in Canada only see kind of like Chinese takeout like that type of food so it was cool to see kind of more authentic food and then I found it really tasty as well 
So that was good. Love it. That's always a bonus. (laughs) And then we also saw you play division one field hockey in uh, the NCAA. So kind of what was your recruitment process like going to the States out of high school? Yeah. So I had didn't really know anyone who had gone to the States. So it was kind of a new experience for me. I kind of didn't really know exactly what was going on, but my, my club team, goes to a lot of kind of showcase tournaments where NCAA coaches come and look at you. So uh, it's just a lot of emailing and putting your name out there and attending these type of tournaments. And, you know, some coaches are interested, some coaches are not, and you kind of receive attention that way. I think it was really helpful that I was part of the provincial program during that recruiting process, because it obviously give makes coaches a little bit more interested. So yeah, it was it was it was a fun experience. I really liked my experience in the um, Division One program, but I just wanted to be uh, closer to home, and I felt like U of T had such a good you know opportunity for a really good education that I didn't want to pass it up. Yes, obviously a great school. How would you compare uh, the the experience at the University of Massachusetts to your time in Canada? What's it like being a student athlete in the states versus a student athlete in the OUA? Um. There's there's not a ton of differences, in my opinion, with, you know, practicing the same amount of time per week, like still have strength and conditioning, like lifting sessions, Um, still obviously are both student athletes. So both put a priority on education over the sport, which is good. But I think in the States, it's just it's it's more like a spectacle, I would say, like sports are huge in the States. So um, sports programs um, are really huge at schools. I don't know if it's the same for every school, but like I was at a, a kind of smaller school and like everyone knew who all the athletes were and would like come up to you and like talk about your <laughs> games all the time. Um, I don't know, like I would, I, it's pretty similar, but there is kind of just, just this. Is it like more of like a status type of thing? In the States, it sounds like it it is a bit from what you're like saying, like people like, oh my gosh, game, your game on the weekend versus I feel like at U of T, it's very like, or like, especially U of T because it's such like a commuter school and it's just like, it's in the middle of Toronto. Like, it's just like students mixed with like the general population. Like, would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And then I just, I think that it's just, a, I don't know, like a little bit more in, not intense is not the right word, but like um very sports focused and very um there's a lot of money put into it (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can say but um yeah we get we got treated very well that's awesome and so I was just wondering just in general kind of what is student life like at U of T so you're from Oakville do you live in Oakville and commute to U of T do you live in downtown Toronto um so I'm actually in Oakville right now but I have an apartment downtown so me and one other girl on the team are roommates um, and we live downtown most of the time, but yeah, just right now I'm at home. <laughs> That's fun. What, what is it like going to school in downtown Toronto must be pretty fun at times. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I really like Toronto as a city. There's, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of people to meet, like there's a lot of diversity, which is really cool. Um, and just this, the school itself is so big. So, um, you really just out of the city and out of the school can make whatever experience you kind of want and go with it. Nice. That's amazing. I feel like it'd be so, like, I feel like it's like a movie, like living downtown Toronto, like going to school and stuff like that. And that's coming from someone who went to York too. (laughs) That's pretty much the opposite of downtown Toronto is York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there's pros and cons to both for sure. 
I, I did love my, my time at York. And um, as we wrap up here, Katie, um, Griffin and I were talking earlier at the beginning of the podcast about Christmas. Um, it's a month till Christmas. Are you um, a before December holiday decorations person or an after like, or in December holiday decorations person? Uh, I'm definitely an in December holiday decorations okay. person. I think- yes. I procrastinate (laughs) decorating until the very last minute my family we like put up our tree on the 20th maybe like oh my gosh that's extreme (laughs) we're not big decorators like yeah okay well we know that you're um getting ready for exams and whatnot so we'll we'll let you go but yeah good luck with exams and thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us yeah thank you thanks for having me And a big thanks to Katie for joining us this week. The field hockey season might be over, but there's a lot of other sports that are still underway. One big thing going on this Saturday, it's the regional qualifiers for OUA water polo. So the way this tournament works is that it takes place in two separate round robins and the winner of each group moves on to the gold medal game. So in group A, we've got Queens hosting and Carleton and University of Ottawa. That will comprise Group A, whereas Group B will be McMaster, U of T, and Western. And U of T have won the last four Ontario championships, so they will look to defend their crown with a strong showing in the regional qualifiers this Saturday. Um, Something else happening this weekend are the semifinals for the Vanier Cup, and the OUA champion Western Mustangs will play the St. Francis Xavier X-Men, who are the AUS, the Atlantic, uh, conference champions in the Mitchell Bowl on Saturday and you can catch this all on cbc.ca yeah on the other side of the tournament it's the University of Saskatchewan Huskies playing Montreal in the UTech Bowl and of course the winner of these two semifinals will meet December 4th in Quebec City for the Vanier Cup the University of Calgary Dinos won the Vanier Cup in 2019 so we will be getting a new champion this year And we've got the men's national rugby championships happening this weekend. Three teams representing the OUA got the Guelph Griffins, the OUA champions this year, as well as the runner up Queens Gales, who will be hosting the tournament and getting some home field advantage. And then, of course, some of that Kingston advantage will also go to RMC, who will be representing Ontario as well. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for a friend of the podcast, Glenn Butler, who joined us on episode four from the RMC men's rugby team. And so the quarterfinal matchups for these teams, RMC will play UBC, Guelph will play the University of Calgary, and Queens will play Concordia. As always, you can catch all of the stuff we just talked about, plus regular season hockey, basketball, volleyball action, and more all on OUA.tv. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of OUA in Conversation, and we'll catch you next Thursday.